0: Well, well, it is uh, Paul's Zeiss, the Paul's Zeiss Show. Like I say, a little bit of earth, wind, and fire is always good for your soul. And we try and get you a little bit of soul food. On a night where there's some of you probably that are getting hammered. I mean, hammered by uh, snow. That's really where we're at with it Um, and of course I think that uh, snow is always a good thing but hopefully uh, you guys all can survive it seeing as you live in Pittsburgh at any rate uh, we are here and of course it's Monday Night Football on Paul Zeiss uh, Joel we would be remiss we would be absolutely remiss if we didn't ask you for your opinion on tonight's game.
1: I like the uh, Eagles tonight. They're going to have Jalen Hurts. There will not be Geno Smith for the Seattle Seahawks. They're going to go with Drew Locke. He'll make his second start of the season. Uh, I know the line earlier was Philadelphia minus three and a half. I don't know if it's changed since to maybe like minus four or four and a half, but uh, I definitely like the Eagles in this one. Looks like four and a half for Philly. I'll take them on that. And then the total is 45. I would say the over for that game as well. I think Seattle gets enough points uh, for the over of 45 to hit and then the Eagles to cover minus four and a half.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, there you have it. Uh, and, and did you give us a, 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 a person, a uh, place or thing uh, with respect to who it is that might score?
1: Yeah. So this is a li- little bit of a battle between former Ole Miss teammates A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf. I think both guys score a touchdown tonight. Both AJ Brown and DK Metcalf will score touchdowns in this game.
0: Wow! Even with uh, Drew Locke,
1: I'd say so. Yep, I think they'll. I think they'll have to pass the ball just enough in this game to where DK Metcalf will catch a touchdown in it.
0: Well, um, then you basically are talking about a game that's unlike most others, which is. Um, Fun, right? Yes. A lot of these games, boy, they've been so so hard to watch, haven't they?
1: I'd Uh, say so. They're especially on prime time, and especially on a couple Thursday nights.
0: So hopefully, we have a good game tonight. That's really what I want more than anything else—something that is just somewhat exciting. Because to me, uh, some of these games have been so terrible. I mean, really, what are we talking about here? At any rate um we've got monday night football of course people are want to uh they want to talk about a lot of other things for sure (laughs) Um, when it comes to local towns i mean local teams but joel we got some good news the pirates have signed martin perez
1: yes sir with the uh Championship-winning Texas Rangers from past couple seasons.
0: 22-12, and 12, 3.5 ERA, 67 games. Um. Okay, I don't hate it. Do you?
1: I don't either. He's been efficient. You know, veteran, veteran pitcher, really good for the clubhouse, just like, you know, Rich Hill, Tyler Anderson, Jose Quintana in recent seasons. So, absolutely. Grilly, and whether Perez is with the team, past the trade deadline or not it's a really good pickup well, for the pirates i mean
0: uh, my thing is it looks like it's a guy that might actually be able to help them win
1: absolutely yeah that's it you, 22 and 12 no matter the era 22 and 12 gets you places and gets your team places too
0: yeah i mean i'm just saying it's one of those things that uh, we're going to have uh, jason mackey's going to join us at 705 to talk about this but this doesn't quite feel like the dumpster dives they've made in recent years.
1: It's not because Martín Perez has been better than a lot of the other pitchers that I named a couple seconds earlier.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like he. he it sounds, it, this feels like a guy they actually have signed with the idea that he's going to still be on the team throughout the entire year. Well, unless they're not, unless they are five games out at the trade deadline, then you know what's going to happen. But my point is, when they signed Rich Hill, you knew no matter what, he was going to get traded. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely, yeah. When they
0: signed Carlos Santana, you knew without a doubt that he was going to get traded as well at the trade deadline. This feels like maybe just maybe they're going to try and keep this guy around. If he's good enough and if they feel like, you know, if they're if they're in in contention.
1: He's not a number 1 starter. And maybe not a number two starter, but he's a really quality number three starter. Yeah, three and or four. when you consider the Pirates rotation, he's really he's a really solid piece.
0: Yeah, they need, they need, they listen, they need a couple more guys like this. So, you know, Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Peter Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. Also, the Fantex line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Course, me talking about that has delayed the inevitable, which is my thoughts on the Steelers. And my thoughts on the Steelers are probably a little different than most, in that I don't think they're dead yet, but they're certainly on life support. Part of me says the best thing that could happen for the Steelers, they lose. And once they lose on Saturday, it's over, and then we can really get on with our lives and talk about what they need. Right? Part of me says, until they are out of it, they're going to continue to try and figure out how they can win or get back into it. And so, as a result of that, there—you know—all of the discussions about next year are, are premature. But I don't think that that is, you know, uh, necessarily one is mutual, mutually exclusive from the other. From the standpoint of, I just look at it like this. Um, there is no matter what happens here, unless they, you know, win three games and look really impressive doing it. And if they look, they win three games, look really impressive doing it, and then they go out and win a playoff game and, you know, and then lose a tough one but play really well. Absent of that happening, absent of that happening, it's clear that some things need to change with the Steelers. And it's clear that the Steelers, you know, some things need to change with the Steelers because – This cycle of, well, what we're really just going to do is continue to um, slop around, make it as ugly as possible, you know, overcome adversity, find a way to get to nine wins or whatever. It's just not enough. And, and, And it's not good enough. And, and it's been the cycle now for six, seven, eight years. So it's really important in my mind that they continue to try and figure out how to win as many games this year as possible and see if they can get to the playoffs. But also, I think it's also very, very important for them to uh, acknowledge that, hey, you know what? What we've been doing for the last five or six years is not good enough. Winning nine games is not good enough. Winning, you know, nine games or slopping together nine or ten wins and, you know, getting to the playoffs and getting beat, it's not good enough. So what do we need to change? Many would say the head coach, I'm going to be honest with you, Joel, I'm probably in the minority here. I'm not really 100% sold either way. In other words, you could make an argument for me that, hey, we get rid of him. We move on from Mike Tomlin. He hasn't gotten to the playoffs without Ben Roethlisberger. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's, that's the case, right? So, you know, maybe it's pretty clear that, the, you know, without Ben Roethlisberger, it's probably a good time to make a clean break. I could listen to that argument, and I don't know that I disagree with it. I could also listen to the argument That for 17 seasons, he's done a pretty good job of keeping this team afloat and keeping them above uh, water. And they went through a couple of rebuilding processes and never got to the point where they were a 4-12 and or whatever, 4-13, and you know, one of those kind of teams. So he clearly has the ability to sort of rally the troops and get them to fight hard and play hard and, you know, all these other things. But whatever he's doing isn't completely working. To me, like I said last week, I've said it many times, next year, this offseason, if I was Omar Khan and I was Andy Weidel, the discussion would be very simple. We're not going to give you an extension. You can work your last year here on your last year of your contract next year. But it's going to be kind of a prove-it year. And you need to prove it. And you need to be able to prove it. And if you don't get some things right and get better in some areas, then you're probably going to be to, you're probably going to walk away. You're going to have to. Now there are some who would say, "Well, that's a bad that's a bad uh, uh, way of going about it," because then you lose them for nothing. I don't care about that. If you're moving on from him, you're moving on from him. And you honestly, if you're the Steelers, you're probably rooting for him to get it right next year so you can give him an extension next year. Anyway, it is the Paul's Eye Show. It's 93 7 The Fans.